Hello, I'm Charlotte Watts. Welcome to these podcasts that were first broadcast live in my Facebook group, Charlotte Watts Calm. Hope you enjoy them. And if you want more, please look at my website, charlottewattshealth.com. Hello to seeing you within this group. I've been a bit absent from it recently, and partly that's the Christmas holidays where I give myself the gift of walking away from work truly and including all the kind of the social media stuff, the stuff kind of coming in, the stuff that pulls us in loads of directions. And also I had a bit of food for thought over the last uh, month or so in that um, it was quite a busy time. I'm in the middle of writing a book which was supposed to be submitted before Christmas but then a whole host of other business and personal stuff, surprise, surprise, has put that deadline back to the end of January. Um, So there was also some work in that direction done over Christmas. And all of this to kind of make me realise as well because... I have a young child, so a lot of her build up to Christmas is very excited through December. And we made a lot of our own Christmas presents, which was wonderful. But of course, uh, it takes lots of time. Um, and I also did the thing that I'm I'm do quite often, which is just to have a less realistic expectation of time um what one can do within time and also the time we need either side of the stuff to actually be present with life so I mean and it is absolutely part of the kind of chronic fatigue profile I've had in the past where my expectations on how much I can get done are uh, if I if I lose my way and get caught up in it can be a little confounding and I really had that over Christmas this time booked in a a few too many things and that piled up on top of the stress meant I was quite ill before Christmas and that proper kind of you know going down with the lurgy that many people have done that really just takes the the wind from under your sails it really kind of makes you go nope you've got to stop you have no choice so yeah that's that's kind of been my time and I've had a wonderful wonderful Christmas time in the meantime and actually the being ill portion of it really made me dial down the amount of work I was going to do in terms of catching up with the book and do a, just a relaxing into what is. Okay, you need some recovery time. It will get done. It will be fine. All of this brings me to my personal relationships with this whole New Year's resolution and expectation thing. It's been many, 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 many years, maybe even decades since I made some kind of New Year's resolution beyond do less, beyond have a realistic expectation with time. All those things I've just mentioned, which have been a massive work in progress and are much, much better for me. So any sense for me of setting goals or any sense of I should be better, I'm not good enough. I've got a postcard there that I picked up from the Museum of Happiness, in fact, that says you are enough. And I think that's, a, a you know, in terms of a mantra, in terms of something that we need to really accept deep within our tissues. If we do one thing, that would be it. So, yes, 
uh, at this time, I could definitely do with getting back into yoga practice, back into as much exercise, you know, you know, nutritional awareness as I was before. But I'm definitely not setting that in terms of a goal or in terms of I should be doing something or I could be better, i.e., it's not this attitude that we are wrong or we need fixing or solving and certainly not an attitude of I will be better, I will be good for a certain amount of time as if somehow we're either good or we're bad. This polarisation that we can get into in terms of personal judgment about our own health and the way that we have a relationship with the things that make us feel better, with exercise, with nourishing ourselves, with you know, the recovery time, the rest away from screens, television, getting to decent night's sleep, all of that stuff, all the stuff that makes up our own personal picture of the things that we know make us feel our best, not better, but our best, our optimal, the way we feel we sail through life with most ease and happiness. The word should is incredibly denigrating and it's a very, very, very healthy response to have a kickback from the word should, to feel a resistance to it and a pushback. That is healthy counter will. Because no one should be doing anything. I've heard people say to me, I know I should be juicing every day, but dot, dot, dot. Now, as a sentence, that's slightly peculiar because no no one could plug in a juicer in the wild. It's a, it's a wholly unnatural um, act to make a juice. And the idea that we should be doing that every day, yes, it's something that, you know, given certain circumstances, the way we do it, blah, 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 can, you know, has health benefits. But to say that we should be doing it every day, and if we don't, we are somehow less or somehow lacking is just to set up a whole set of circumstances for ourselves that add stress and and unpleasant judgments into our lives. What we do need to connect with is the space that we give ourselves around the things that we're doing to feel the effects, to feel how things can make us feel better, because it's only that sense memory and that real embedding of things being worth it things having a real felt value that makes us continue with them because they make sense to us, not because we should, not because we are not good enough if we are not doing them, but because we get into a stride, a rhythm and a sense of self-compassion. It it makes sense to us. It's nurturing. And some of those things are things that we shouldn't be doing, you know, having that a drink, um, staying up a bit later, eating some delicious chocolate, whatever it is, the stuff that, you know, makes us feel joy, to have that within a balance of the greater scheme of things and to have a sense of ownership of that and a lack of guilt or shame, that is the stuff that truly makes us start to relax into change. So if you do have something you would like to change, um, firstly, it is that wanting to do it, not because you should, not because someone's told you you should or your friend's doing it or, you know, someone's nagging you about it, but because truly you feel that there are resistances for you to doing something that you know makes you feel better. 
to have space and kindness around the resistances is the thing that really liberates, is the thing that frees us to be able to get into that stride of of treating ourselves in the way that we deserve to be treated in kind ways. And that's what really fosters things that are healthful, that are heartful, the things that we can say, yeah, I have some resistance to that. Yeah, I feel tired. I can't be bothered. I'd rather do this. But ultimately, we can be with those resistances and go, that's interesting. Look how maybe I set an expectation too high for myself. You know, I'm going to go for a an hour's walk every day this week. And the hugeness of that expectation means I'm paralysed to do nothing. And actually, if I say, well, if I do 15 minutes every other day, is is that realistic for me? Or does that just seem like, you know, I could do more than that? But finding the bits where we're not throwing this expectation, judgment upon ourselves really allows ourselves to ease into this stride. And let's be really clear here, particularly those of you who are listening to this in January, it's a tough time of year. It's cold. We want to hibernate. We want to be warm, cosseted, maybe even have comfort food. Maybe, you know, serotonin levels are low. Maybe you need some vitamin Z (laughs) and and, and a craving sugar just to get that kind of beta endorphin rush that we can often be lacking at this time. So it's a tricky time to be giving ourselves a hard time. And we can look at where incrementally bringing ourselves up and little kind levels of, of, of bringing ourselves up towards spring. So I always see this as the particular time where we're moving towards how is it that I want to kind of blossom out in spring? I can keep the fun of fires burning in terms of not going into a complete, you know, winter slump of hibernating uh, on the sofa with, you know, oceans of chocolate. I love going for walks in the winter. I find it really invigorating. I'd, I'd spent years getting used to the cold. So there's nothing like relaxing after having that kind of energy. And that kind of attitude and really noticing that all of this stuff that we're doing within the context of where we find ourselves, that really helps to spread these foundations, start start sowing these seeds that really then start to flourish and blossom when when spring comes along, which is when we're just ready. We can pick it up and go our merry way. So I hope that's helped. And if you're feeling that you've, uh, particularly a few days in, if you set yourself an expectation of a resolution and it just feels like it's difficult or icky or an opportunity to, to beat yourself up, dial it down. That's not a failure by any stretch of the imagination. What that is, is a success because it's given you a sense of what is realism. If I pitch it here, how does that feel? Oh, it feels too much. Okay, so it's no need to judge that. We just dial it down to a place that feels sustainable, that feels um, that really we can really connect into. So the more we can get that judgmental language off the table and really just be present and aware to our true needs, um, the more that we can get into that really healthy, calm and happy stride. So I do wish you that for the happy year and if you're uh, happy new year and if you're listening to this another time I wish for this for any time we're always going through phases of change and phases of personal examination and so these things are always relevant. <laughs> <laughs>